0: Hey, this is the Another Mother Runner podcast. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And before I bring on my co-host, I want to talk about passing the coaching baton and the co-hosting duty from Christine Hinton to Amanda Loudon. Christine has been with Another Mother Runner since our earliest days, and we're sorry to have her step aside. Let me read a note from Coach Christine sent to the Train Like a Mother Club members in September. It is with mixed emotions that I announce that I will be stepping back from a majority of the coaching responsibilities at AMR. I've been working as a coach for AMR since its inception. It is very much a part of my running heart and soul. I feel a special connection to each hashtag BAMR as well as Dimity and Sarah and never want to see that disappear. As some of you may know, my life has taken some big twists and turns over the last couple of years, and now I find myself a single mother. As such, I needed to get a stable job with benefits as well as get my butt out of the house. My coaching business is largely online, fantastic when my children were younger, and my ext- extrovert self needs to be around people. I've taken a job as an instructional assistant for middle school math, her master's degree is in education, and also will be coaching the middle school cross country team. I just finished my first few weeks of school and coaching, which were both exhaustingly amazing. So that was from coach Christine as her um, sign off from being a co-host of this podcast, as well as um, one of the coaches in the train, like a mother club. And um, I will say that coach Christine will be on the podcast in mid-November, along with one of her coaching protégés, Adrian Martini, to talk over Adrian's debut marathon. But now let me reintroduce the new Train Like a Mother Club coach and the newest addition to the roster of podcast co-host, Amanda Loudon, who many of you may know online as Miss Zippy. Amanda is a health and fitness writer, running coach, and a mom of two who lives in Maryland. You might also remember Amanda when she was on this program in August talking about running with her dog, Tori. And here's a quick clip to refresh your memory.
1: Yeah. So how do you deal with the poop? We were talking to Mark about the poop.
2: Yeah, so I always have um, bags with me. And... um I think I've pretty much mastered, um, you know, the, the technique for, you know, I I get the bag and I I kind of, it's gross, but I mean, I just, I kind of hold it in my palm so it's not bouncing around, um, because I have learned the hard way. Um, I've just carried it, you know, by the top before and I use the biodegradable bags and, and, you know, if they hit something, they split open pretty easily. So yeah, yeah, it's not pleasant. So
0: after that mighty long preamble, welcome
2: Amanda. Thank you. Very excited to be here again. Nice, nice. So Amanda,
0: I like to have co-hosts differentiate themselves about talking briefly about like a hobby or a passion or something that they kind of keep coming back to. Because with this, you know, rotating cast of co-hosts, I figure I want people to like immediately clue into who it is I'm talking to. So, sure. you know, like Molly talks about the found change. Um, Ellison talks about the books she's been reading. So, you know, what's going to be your thing, Amanda?
2: Um, I think I'm gonna have to go with my writing um, because it's kind of gaining a bigger place in my life every day mm-hmm. um, you know I, I've kind of gone from just being a journalist to um, and, and work and, you know writing for work and now it's more um, a piece of my life as much as running is so just like I need to get up and go out and run every day I'm finding I need to get up and kind of do a little bit of free writing every day oh, wow. Um yeah. And, it, and it, so it's, it's really cool. And I'm discovering, uh, I, I, I write in my, what I call my journal of crap every day. So, <laughs> so, you know, I just free write and there is a lot of really bad writing in there, but uh-huh. it, it is such a, it's cathartic like running is it's, it's a practice like running is. And, um, and sometimes there are gems to be mined out of it. So um, I'm going to go with that for right now. All right. Well, well, tell me this. So, so
0: when you say write in your journal of crap, which I love, Mm -hmm. um, do you actually write by hand or is this something you
2: type? So I, it is by hand. Um, I, until I went to the Wilder um, running retreat, um, uh, running a writing retreat um, back in um, September, I always, always was on my computer. um, And there Marianne Elliott, our writing instructor taught us to use our, our pen and paper and, to write non-stop. I mean, no matter, even if you're blocked, you just keep writing, even if you're writing blah, 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 <laughs> you know, and and, and it's really, um, and it's amazing how that that physicality of, of, of pen to paper just brings out emotions and words, and, and it just, the flow, mo- you know, it just flows more so than I think on a keyboard, so, nice. yeah. Alrighty then.
0: Okay. Well, we will check in then to see what you're writing about in your journal of crap. Then that'll be good. That'll be your touchstone there, Amanda. (laughs) There there we
3: go. (laughs) Uh,
0: um, So, okay. So refresh our memory about yourself as a runner, Amanda, um, like how long you've been runner, you know, some standout races. I I think I read somewhere that you have Boston on your horizon next year.
2: Yes. Um, so I, uh, yeah, I've been, um, at this for about 18, 19 years, um, began as a triathlete, but, uh, running kind of became my favorite out of the three disciplines. And um, these days um, I run probably 40, 45 miles a week. Mm -hmm. And um, I do about, I don't know, two to three of those runs every week with a group of gals I've been running with for at least 10 years now that we've been together, which is great, yeah. And then um, as far as racing goes, I'm I'm a lot focused on trail racing these days. Um, I am doing Boston in the spring. And one of the reasons is that with this same group of of ladies, uh, we've gone every five years together since oh, two thousand seven. Wow. Yeah, so this will be kind of our, our five year anniversary. You know, every every like I said, it's every five. So two thousand seven, two thousand twelve, and now we're going to do two thousand seventeen. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my friends, it's going to be her fiftieth marathon at Boston. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yes. Yeah. So it's kind of a, a celebration race for all of us. And um, I, I no longer have time goals at, at this stage in life. Those are behind me, and I'm I'm really more about running for the enjoyment of it. And I mean, you know, I like to still put down a decent time, but mm-hmm. decent, decent is relative, um, at my <laughs> age compared to what what's 10 years ago. I don't, so. I don't know what you're talking about. What? I don't understand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly.
4: <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my goodness.
0: So this, so this group of women runners, so is it like kind of a, a number in flux, like sometimes three people show up, sometimes five, or is it like always the same people show up
2: you know i would say we have a core group of us about uh five of us who are really really tight and then we have we expand beyond that to up to like 12 or 15 of us um you know like i said we've got our set runs and everyone knows you know we have our little private facebook group and we'll say you know meeting at this time or if somebody needs to start early we'll throw that out there and try to find someone to start early with them or whatever it might be so Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah it's oh, pretty nice. That's awesome. Yeah yeah yeah. 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 And I mean, you know how that is with running partners. You go through a lot of life over the years on, on those runs. So it's, it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it is really cool. It is really cool. Gosh, though, for that number though, you almost start to think you need a, like a permit or something to be running. Right.
2: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they see us coming
0: <laughs> and hear you coming too. <laughs> yes,
2: exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you ever think about that? Like when you run past, you know, people's houses at like, you know, Oh, dark 30. And you're like, are we
2: waking everyone up with our boisterous laughter and our, Absolutely. We we think about that a lot. And we see the same garbage men every week too, you know, and they're like they're, they're probably like, oh, there's those women again in our way, you know. So
0: that's funny. Oh my god. So uh so today's a rest day for me. So I get a little envious listening to you talk about running. But um the reason one reason why I want to particularly take it as a rest day is because um my twins are off at outdoor school this week. So, Fun. So it meant that I didn't have to wake up and make their lunches and you know, hustle them out the door to get their carpool or whatever. Isn't that nice? (laughs) You know, I guess. So I've been totally looking forward to it. I have been just like a whole week. They left yesterday. They're gone through Friday. Um, Like I was really, really looking forward to it. And suddenly now that it's upon me, I miss the heck out of those kids already.
2: Yeah. Isn't it crazy <laughs> how that is? I, I know. I know exactly what you're saying. It's an empty house without kids. Um, you know, but oh,
0: God, I mean, so we still yeah. have, we still have our 14 year old, but I mean, that's as good as empty because she stays up in her room. And, you know, I, mean, I although I did, I talked her into, uh, I got her to play uh, three games of gin rummy with me last night. So I felt like oh, that was score. a real accomplishment. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Um, I, I can mm. completely relate with my 15 year old. So I, I know, oh, I know exactly the territory you're in. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, but gosh, <laughs> So then this morning I go I got to Trader Joe's like right when it opened and I just, like, shopping felt so different because I didn't have to buy all the stuff that I know the twins will eat for their lunches and what they like yeah. when they come home from school. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, this is all I have at checkout. And they're like, right. <laughs> they're like, how are you today? And I'm like, oh, my, my younger kids are at outdoor school this weekend. And the woman who was checking me out, like, I could tell she didn't have any kids. She didn't know the public school. She's like, what's that? And I'm like, oh.
3: <laughs> so, then, yes. Oh, my gosh. Funny.
0: And then I woke up in the middle of night and realized that I forgot to pack a towel in my son's luggage um, because his twin sister totally packed herself and I have no doubt that she has every single thing she needs, um, including a washcloth. Um, And then there's John and I packed for him and I'm like, oh, no, I forgot to pack him a towel. And and they're allowed (laughs) to take one shower while they're there. And oh, I'm, his will be
2: without a towel. Uh, so I'm like, okay, can he borrow one,
0: like, from a friend? Because I don't think he can go to, like, his twin sister's, like, you know, cabin and get her towel. Right. And, or then, like, will he, like, make, like, a, you know, an uh, air sets towel and use, like, the fleece. Um, I sent his sleeping bag and, like, a fleece pillowcase. I'm like, well, that would kind of absorb water.
2: Yeah. Uh, or may, they might, there might be paper towels, you know, maybe okay. I mean, there are paper oh towels. And he's small. <laughs> he doesn't
0: need many things. Yeah, oh so... <laughs> <laughs> oh so
2: so these are the things
0: that i worry about instead of like luxuriating and sleeping late and you know not having them bicker all the time so
2: yeah oh my gosh it's crazy I know. it it's is crazy c- yeah
0: yeah so all right well um well, I do want to just say that I know I speak for Dimity and the rest of the crew when I say we're delighted to have you as a part of Team AMR, Amanda. Oh, so
2: thank so you. I'm really, I, I'm really looking forward to this journey. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Awesome. Awesome.
0: So on today's show, Amanda, you're going to be co-host plus coach because our guests are three women who have done or are training to do stacked races. And to find out what that term means and hear details from these women, stay with us for this brief message from a partner. Our first mother runner guest is fresh off what's called the Twin Cities Looney Challenge. Mom of two and stepmom of two more, Kate Walton traveled from her home near Des Moines, Iowa, to the Twin Cities to run a 10K, then 90 minutes later start a 5K, then the following day run a 10-mile race. Welcome, Kate.
2: Hi, thanks for having me. Kay, tell us a little bit about your life in Iowa. Um, what are the ages of your stepchildren and children? And tell us a little bit about your professional life.
1: Sure. So I have two adult stepchildren. Uh, Megan is 28, and Lane will be 27 in just a couple of weeks. Uh, but we're really lucky. They live nearby, so we see them quite a bit. And then I have uh, two daughters, Ava, who is 13, and Amelia, who is 9. Um, I'm very lucky. I am an a independent contractor, and I do political consulting and legislative consulting here in the state. Uh, So during about six or seven months of the year, my schedule is pretty flexible. It's just during the legislative session that things
0: are
2: really busy. Nice. That's an interesting time to be in that business, right? (laughs) It certainly is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So Kate, fill us in on your background as a runner, including your big goal race next month.
1: Sure. So I think like a lot of mother runners, I ran... Kind of intermittently in my twenties, mostly as a way to you know manage my weight and and have a little bit of a social outlet, but it really didn't become my main sport or my main form of exercise until after my kids were born. So I would say in you know my mid thirties, I'm 44 now. In my mid thirties is when I really started calling myself a runner, uh, and and working hard at it. And you alluded to a goal race next month. I am actually training for my first ultra marathon. Uh, it's going to be the first weekend in November, and I officially finished my last big run yesterday and am starting the taper. So the crazies are settling in a little bit already.
0: Well, <laughs> what was the big run yesterday? What distance or time? Um,
1: I ran about 20 miles yesterday. Okay. All right. Nice. On yeah. the trail yesterday, so.
2: Okay. So, uh, crazy lady, this was not your first loony that you did when you did, did a loony, and um, What prompted you to give that a go back in 2014, and then you're going to be doing it again this year, correct?
1: Yeah, I I ran the Looney Challenge just a couple weeks ago, and I also ran it two years ago in 2014. Um, So I signed up. The Twin Cities Marathon was my first marathon uh, that I ever ran, and I just think it is such a special race. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think it's... I I I went to college at the University of Minnesota and I have my sister and then my brother-in-law and sister-in-law live in Minneapolis. So we're there quite a bit. And I just, I think that it is just such a lovely, well-run race. And so my sister-in-law, Hillary, and her sister, Holly, who are very dear friends of mine, uh, suggested that we tackle the Looney Challenge after I ran the Twin Cities Marathon. And I was like, sure, why not? So- uh, ran it for the first time in 2014, and in some ways, it was to get at the 10-miler, which is a lottery and can be kind of hard to get into.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Kind of the back door to it, right?
1: Yeah, but, but it was also just the opportunity to do all those races and to have a fun race weekend. That's, that's something that Hillary and Holly and I have, have done quite a bit. We've, we've traveled together to race together a number of different places.
0: Nice, nice, nice. So how did your two loonies compare? I suspect this year was easier because of your ultra training?
1: It it was and it wasn't. Um, <laughs> I was not tapered at all for going into the um, into this year's Looney Challenge. So, but it it also wasn't my goal race, and it I have been running much longer distances than the, you know, nine point three miles on Saturday and ten miles on Sunday, uh, and so it was uh, easier in that regard. But my legs were a little bit more tired uh, going into it this year.
2: I can imagine. (laughs) What was your approach to each race? And uh, what advice did your coach, who's MK Fleming, the heart rate coach from Train Like a Mother Club, what what kind of advice did she give you?
1: Yeah, so the first time I ran, I'm going to compare maybe a little bit. The first time I ran the Looney Challenge in 2014, my approach was a little bit different than it was this time. In 2014, the Looney Challenge was my goal fall race. Um, And so I, I did train in a similar manner that heart rate training for the ultra has done where I was doing back to back longer runs to have that experience of running on tired legs. And so um, I, I did that building up in 2014. I built up to, I think I did a 10 mile on one day and a 12 the next day to be ready. Um, and and this cycle, I have been doing a lot of the back to back longer runs that are common in ultra training. So. I think that that's a really good approach to those kind of stacked races. To be really used to having tired legs for that second day. Mm-hmm. In two thousand fourteen, my goal time wise was to be really consistent across all three races, which is a goal that I accomplished. I was, I hovered right around the 920, 930 mark for all third all three of the races. Um, this year, MK made the recommendation to me that I race one of the races mm. and then do the other two a little bit easier. And so that's what I did. I raced the 10K and then took the 5K really, really easy. That's the second race on Saturday. And then on Sunday, I did kind of a, a moderate effort, I would say, for the 10-miler. But it all felt really good.
0: So right. do, do you feel that maybe racing the 10K, that was the rationale behind that was to then get your legs more tired than for the other the races to come so that it would kind of mimic the, what you're going to be feeling in the ultra.
1: Yeah. I believe that was the approach.
0: Mm-hmm. And it did, and work. did
1: and it, it work. It did work. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but I wasn't, um, I the 10 mile, that, that is such a lovely race and it was such a perfect day. Oh yeah. Um, and, and because it has been, I mean, it's just so strange to say this, that it's a relatively short race at this stage in my training or a relatively short run. Mm-hmm. Um, I never really pooped out, but right around kind of mile seven, I was like, I won't be sorry when this is done.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we can all relate to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my
0: goodness. All right. So so full disclosure, uh, Kate, you and I had a fantastic dinner together the Thursday before Looney. Yum. Mm-hmm, so yum. Oh, my gosh, those gnocchi. Um, <laughs> um, so I know you were debating how to dress for each race and how to pack um, your drop bag. So what plan did you end up following and how was it to have such a short turnaround time between the end of the 10K and the start of the 5K?
1: So um, the 10K and the 5K, so there is a 90, the 5K starts 90 minutes after the 10K starts. Mm -hmm. And it took me right at an hour, just a little under to run the 10K. Mm -hmm. And so I only had about 25 minutes between the 10K and the 5K and it was a cold day, um, mm-hmm. but obviously you heat up quite a bit while you're you're racing. Um, so I would say my biggest advice on that, I packed a dry shirt and a dry sports bra, mm-hmm. because that having being cold and a little bit clammy, I needed to get the you know wet, sweaty sports bra off and into the dry clothes as quick as I could. And, um, how and, you, and that, like was, a... that was good.
0: That's like a Superman move, though. Did you like drop into like like a you know porta potty and change, or what, how'd you manage that?
1: Well, that would be one way to do it, but Twin Cities is so fantastic. They have a little changing tent oh. that's oh, actually nice. not very far at all from where you pick up your drop bag. Oh. Um, it's a little bit off to the side, but they have a little changing tent. So I just went in there.
0: Oh, nice! That's nice, very nice. cool. Wasn't, wasn't heated, was it? That Uh, would be like, that'd be like full on luxury.
1: (laughs) No, I felt like I was never going to be warm again when that that was, I'm like, I'm going to be cold forever.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, so now that you've done two of these events, um, what advice would you offer other gals who are thinking of doing a stacked race, especially a challenge that has you doing more than one race in a day, like, like Looney or the runner's world festival? So
1: I think, I do think bringing dry clothes is a really good place to start for those, depending on the weather, but maybe even not depending on the weather. Um, the other thing that um, my sister-in-law Hillary and I were talking about is taking a little walk um, on the on day one going into day two. Oh. Um, you know, tending to your recovery is really important, but I think that just getting moving, I mean, it doesn't have to be like, you know, a big aggressive walk, but like 20 minutes just to kind of get things moving again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think is really helpful. The other thing that really worked has worked well for me, and I've I've done this actually for both the of the loonies is um, Highlands makes that uh, leg cramp the mm-hmm. little mm-hmm. leg cramp supplement, yeah. and I use that actually quite a bit when I'm kind of hoping to hasten recovery a little, and and so I use that. I took it before I went to bed the night before the next race, and and I think all those things work together. Oh, but you're cleaner. still going to be running on tired legs
0: yeah 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 there's no no way around it but that was clever to take highlands leg cramps brilliant yeah yeah Yeah. awesome well thanks kate and good luck in your ultra next month oh thanks so much next up we're joined by jindy Garfius, a northern california mom of a college-age daughter and a self-described disney geek Dimity and I met Jindy at the Disneyland Half Marathon a few years ago. Since then, Jindy has run loads, and I mean loads, of stacked Disney races and challenges, starting with running the 2013 Goofy, which involves running a half marathon on Saturday, and then a full marathon, full, yes, you heard that right, the next day, and it was Jindy's debut marathon. Um, welcome <laughs> welcome to the show, Jindy.
2: <laughs> Thank you for having me. Hi, Jindy. I fill us in on your life there in Silicon Valley. So, life here in California is good. It's great running weather all year, which mm-hmm. is pretty fantastic. I imagine.
5: Um, started running in 2012, and I think I'm very fortunate in that the weather here is always fantastic for training, so that's been great. And uh, mm-hmm. even this weekend, we had a little bit of rain, which was a nice introduction to a different <laughs> style of uh, training. I know some people ran the Disney Wine and Dine, and I heard that was just a huge rainy mess. So, oh, wow. Yeah, it's. I haven't had that happen
0: yet.
6: <laughs>
0: uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, so, and then uh, what is it you do there in Silicon Valley? Uh, talk to us about your daughter. Kind of give us a sense of what your day-to-day life is like.
5: So I live in um, just south of San Jose, California, which a lot of people are familiar with, mm-hmm. or south of San Francisco. I work at City mm-hmm. Hall, actually, during the day. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty not very exciting job. <laughs> and then in the evenings, I do a lot of freelance writing, a lot of blogging. A lot of that stuff happens at night and on the weekends after the regular work day. And my daughter just recently started her sophomore year of college. And I'm very happy to say that she didn't go too far. Mm-hmm. So while I don't get to see her as often, of course, as a mom would love to, I do get to see her every now and again. Or of course, if she needs something, I ran out of contacts, mom, so I can drive up and take those to her. Um, and, uh, that, you know, it's, it's interesting being in my forties and having only had the one child, um, I find myself now that I have so much more time to train and to work out and cross train. And there's less of that sort of feeling of guilt that I'm not home at a certain time or Mm -hmm. that I leave really early in the morning to go to the gym. So that's, it's been a unique and very interesting. It took a little while to get used to at first, but with the second year of her being gone, I'm very used to it, you know, and I'm traveling now to run even further. So mm-hmm. that's been pretty, it's been an exciting time. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Nice. So we know that you're a huge Disney fan. Um, what compelled you to do races that total 39.3 miles in just two days? That's crazy. Just crazy.
0: <laughs> you're crazy. <laughs> We're glad you know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <You're
5: crazy. laughs> Well, you know, it's funny, I I found myself sort of, I'd reached a lull in my life, and I thought, running isn't my favorite thing to do, I was always an asthmatic child, and I thought, maybe this is the challenge I need, and I'm a Disney geek, and I saw that Disney had these races, so my first race was actually a 5K, I mean, I I started smart, Uh (laughs) and I did the Tinkerbell 5K, I didn't even sign up for the Tinkerbell half that year, because I was so new to running. I wasn't sure if I'd be trained properly, but it mm-hmm. turned out I was. So I did the princess half, and after princess, I, I trained, and I trained, and I thought I'll do the Walt Disney World full marathon as my first full But as I was training, I sort of discovered this goofy thing. And I thought, well, (laughs) I've already got a couple half marathons under my belt. This will be a breeze. Well, it turns out not so much. (laughs) Not so much. But, you know, it, it was, again, it's one of those things where you learn. And I... Don't know if I would recommend that a first timer should do a half marathon the day before they do a full. Um,
0: <laughs> As a coach, Amanda day. might might concur with Perhaps that. Not, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
5: Well, and the other side of it, you know, were talking about living in California and having this great weather. Um, that year, that 2013, the humidity mm. at the starting line at 5:30 in the morning was so high, I was dripping in sweat,
3: mm-hmm. and
5: I already knew that. This was going to be a challenge, and I'd done the half mm. the day before. I thought I'd pace myself okay, but I think I'd overdone it. Mm-hmm. And the morning of that full marathon, I thought this this may not work out as great as I thought.
2: <laughs> mm.
5: <laughs> That's kind of a scary feeling. Yeah, huh? yeah, the, and, and, yeah. And again, it, and it really did just go back to that weather. The humidity for me was really difficult. And as I've continued to do these stacked races. It's something where I started joking that maybe I need to go to hot yoga to prepare <laughs> myself for running. You know the Disney World races, but that actually does help. Believe it or not, it's it's helped me.
0: So you wow. you actually have started going to hot yoga to to prep for the Florida humidity and heat.
5: I actually, as crazy as it sounds, for the uh, last year was the or was it this year, 2016, the inaugural Dark Side Half Marathon at Disney World. About a month before, I got a Groupon and I said, I'm just going to try it. And it helped because I really do struggle with heat and with humidity and sitting in those, you know, I started with the 90 minute and that was too much. So I scaled back to the one hour hot mm-hmm. yoga and mm-hmm. it really did help. Really, really did help.
0: Cause I got, That's cause I I've, I've done princess a few times and I am forgetting which year it was, but it, it's just, like you say, you're just, just drenched while you're standing at the starting area. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, it is oppressive.
5: It is. a Yeah, it's, it's so funny you say that because that's exactly what I said. I'm like, my gosh, this heat is oppressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was at mile uh, maybe 18 of the full. And that's when for me, I was like, I think this is too early to hit the wall. But I just my face felt like it was covered in salt
4: mm-hmm. and it was
5: so dry that I thought I need to scale back and I may just have to walk, run the rest of this and take it very easy.
0: Uh huh. So did you do that then? Did you walk run it?
5: Oh, I, I mostly, at that point, I think after 22, I kind of just walked it. I was like, okay, I think Uh I'm going to walk the rest of this and just hydrate a lot. Keep drinking water. They Mm -hmm. were giving us like freezing cold tower towels with water. It was really hot that year. Mm. And and then I've heard conversely that there was a year just recently where it was 20 something degrees. I know.
0: Right. Wow. I know. So, so like, forget about trying to like (laughs) predict what it's going to be like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, all right, well let's ask the really important question when we are trying to envision you doing these things. Um, (laughs) Do you wear a costume in each of these races? And and if so, what do you dress as?
5: Um, I do wear a costume. And and in fact, I always encourage people, if you're running a run Disney race, this is kind of your one chance to really wear a costume and take pictures with characters. If you can stay on pace, Mm -hmm. you're never really going to get a chance to do that again. I feel like with any other race. So again, though, for me, I'm, it has to be functional. Like I know people have these amazing, elaborate, you know, full furry costumes. I can't do that. So <laughs> oh. I, I like the skirts. You know, you can um, take these these simple running skirts that various vendors sell and, and you can just put that over your running shorts and then kind of coordinate a top. You can mm-hmm. do so much stuff with colors and mm-hmm. just sewing a few ribbons on here or there um, mm-hmm. or Halloween costume tops. Lately, they, they do a lot of tank top style mm-hmm. tops. Mm -hmm. I think just to make it easy for people to wear Halloween costumes to work and those are great. Those tank tops are great for running in because they can tend to be a little spandex polyester type fabrics that you can run in.
0: It's so funny that you you you're so kind to say oh so people can wear them to work. It's like no no no. It's so that they can look sleazy when they go to their adult Halloween <laughs> <I know>. parties. <laughs> okay, well you know what's funny? the funny is only time the only time I feel like the trashier Halloween
5: costumes are appropriate are actually for run Disney races. Right, They're right. fantastic. for that. That's what I mean. You right. know, we
0: put a sports bra or It's like yeah, that totally yep. works. But you know, Ready to go. You put yeah. you know a, a, <laughs> an underwire you know Vicky Secret bra and it's like. Mm, that's a little questionable right now.
5: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's the only time it's okay to shop in the junior section at my age also.
2: Well, <laughs> oh, that's great. So tell us how you trained for doing these two races back to back. And do you think that you were adequately prepared?
5: I think for Goofy, I was inadequately prepared in that I did um, most of my long runs I did on a treadmill. Um mm. and I did them on a treadmill at the time I had gym access really early in the morning and it was nice there was no one there, so I didn't feel like I was, you know, hogging a, a treadmill for sixteen miles or whatever. Um but again again not, not knowing and being such a novice and thinking, I'm getting in my miles. And at the time I was doing the long runs. I followed Galloway, which was how I had started. So I was doing short runs Tuesdays, Thursdays, long runs, Sundays, but I was really racking up the miles and I felt really confident going into it. And I think I overdid it on the half marathon and that mm-hmm. sort of killed me that that's, and it was great. It was a great race. I had a wonderful time, but when I woke up the next morning, you know, my legs kind of felt like, haven't we done this? Already? <laughs> 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 so I think, you know, if I had to give anybody any advice, it would be, you have to hold back mm-hmm. for the race before on any stacked race weekend. And with these races, it's so easy to get caught up in the excitement of it's just fun, you know, and like we were talking about, you have costumes and there's characters. And typically, this running community brings out a lot of the same people. So it's fun to see, you know, people that you have become friends with over the course of years. And it's so easy to get caught up in mm-hmm. the first race of a stacked weekend. And, and that would mm. be my advice because that definitely was my mistake.
0: Well, particularly with the Run Disney race, I mean, there's such a party atmosphere at those mm-hmm. races. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, um, Dim- Dimity and I have done several Run Disney races, but I'll admit that we get um, treated quite well at them. So we get to be <laughs> up in- with the VIPs, and right. um, and I just, I just remember, I, um, we were at, um princess and I looked back and it was honestly I felt like I was at Tiananmen Square like or something I mean there was so there <laughs> were just people the, I just could you couldn't the, you couldn't see where there weren't people there was just everywhere you looked there were throngs mm-hmm. of people and so um you know kind of describe the mood and atmosphere you know toward the back and and with the it seems very supportive and also very accepting of whatever pace you happen to be making your forward motion
5: I agree with that. I I do feel that it's very accepting. There's a big difference though. So I'm being in California. I enjoy doing the Disneyland races because I feel like they're a little smaller
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and
5: my pace can get me into like a B corral there.
0: Nice. Whereas Mm
5: -hmm. at Walt Disney world, a B you're in, I don't know, D or G or you're so much further back and you feel like, you feel like, okay, the race is starting later for me. There's so many more people. Um, Now, The flip side of that is that the mood is electric at both parks. At both parks, Mm -hmm. I feel like everybody's excited. And like you said, they're accepting. Um, People have sort of like race strategies where they're like, well, I'm just going to start off really crazy and run to the first character. So (laughs) that's really interesting to hear people's. And some people will say, no, I'm just going to run this like any other race. Start off slow, try to get negative splits. So it's interesting and it's fun in the corrals to to hear what people – or planning to do because it is such a fun race and you can run it differently. You can't, I personally sprint from character to character. That's not something you normally do anywhere else when you're running a race. So it is fun to be.
0: (laughs) Because you want to get, because it's like motivation to sprint from character to character, or you want to like get be not have to wait in line forever.
5: Well, and and you don't want to get swept. Right. And you want to make sure, because if you're in a line, here's a really great example. We, I just came back from Disneyland Paris Mm -hmm. And I was waiting in line for the Mad Hatter. Mm -hmm. No, wait, like a minute, you know, and I'm like, okay, cool. And we jokingly asked if there was a Cheshire Cat. They said, yes, he'll be out Mm -hmm. in 20 minutes. So at that point, it's like, okay, if I'm going to wait 20 minutes to take a picture, the Cheshire Cat, when he comes out, I need to be prepared to really run fast and get this race (laughs) over because now I've got to catch up.
0: So, wait, so d- so did you wait for the Cheshire Cat then? We did. We oh, no, you didn't. did not. Oh I God. had a partner in
5: crime and we waited and it, it was it, it was so worth it. I mean, I'm in France, I'm in Paris. We I don't even think we have that character in the United States. So I was like, I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm totally <laughs> waiting. But again, it's like, what other half marathon are you running where at mile three you decide to stop for 20 minutes? It just doesn't happen.
2: Oh, my gosh.
5: So... So that, is, is that hard? Do you find it really hard yes. then to get going again? Oh, it's it's hard because you're just standing there. So that, that yeah. part is hard. And then once it's over, for me, again, I find it very easy to start again because you're very motivated to get to the next character stop to see, you know, is the line long? Can I take a picture or just keep going? And I, I think that's where the, the concept of – I have a couple of friends who do it as well. And we joke about the sprinting from character to character. It keeps you on pace or above – And it is motivating and it's it's sort of like a contest, right? And you're almost playing leapfrog. That's always the funny thing is like I have friends that are so much faster than me and they'll text me and well, so-and-so is over here. You know, if you want to take a picture and the line's really long, you better haul ass over here. And so, (laughs) and that, that definitely, I mean, and then again, what other race are you running where your friends are texting you where they're at?
0: I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, That's what I was thinking as you told that story. Yeah. 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 So, so your Parisian race, was that just a one-off was, was that quote, just a half marathon or was it a stacked race as well? It was,
5: they actually, there was a 5k. So it wasn't a a challenge quote unquote, you know, like a Disney give you a medal for it, but. We did the 5K Saturday morning and then Mm -hmm. we did the half marathon on Sunday. Mm -hmm. So I guess in that regard, it was a stacked race. Although the 5Ks, I always feel like Disney makes them, um, they're so much fun and they're so family friendly that I don't think you can possibly burn yourself out at the 5K. I mean, unless you're trying to PR or something. But so in that regard, it didn't seem so, quote unquote, stacked except for the early morning.
0: Well, that's what I was about to ask. The early morning, I mean, so, you know, here I am on the West Coast, and so when I go to Florida, it just kicks my butt to wake I up didn't. that one morning of Princess, <laughs> yeah. you know, so, but you have to do that, I mean, and you're coming, same thing, West Coast to East Coast, so doing it over and over, I mean, how, how do you deal with that, getting up so early, and that lack of sleep?
5: That was hard, because I, and I'm not a frequent uh, Walt Disney World visitor, like, its it's not something that I'm able to do often, so... When I did do Goofy, I I was at the parks. So, again, another, maybe you shouldn't do this. Um, You know, I I got there on a Thursday, you know, and I'm at the parks all day Thursday. Then Friday, go to the expo, go to the parks all day Friday, stay up a little too late. And by Saturday, you've got to be on that bus, I think, at about 3.30 a.m. Oh, I know. Yeah, and if you're at the park you know, you're at the park till 11 or midnight, you come to the room, oh you lay gosh. everything out and oh you're gosh. literally awake two hours later. And I did that. That was crazy. Oh. And, and so I'm like, okay, well, it, you know, it's That's like... a cat nap. <laughs> yes.
0: That's absolutely. a Cheshire cat nap. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then you wake
5: up and you're at it. And, and after that race, that because that weekend was so warm, actually, I, I came back to the hotel and I went to the pool, the kind of cool down and I felt like I relaxed but then I went back out into the parks and, you know, probably got to sleep about midnight and you're back at it again at three. And with Goofy, it's two. So when you talk about just, it's just two. I think with Dopey, they do four or
0: five, five I think. mornings um, like yeah, that. It's, oh, I, it's day after day after day. I yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> never ending races. <laughs> yeah, which is really, really crazy. And I, and I do have to say that for me, again, with Goofy um, at the time – my family decided to stay home, so uh-huh. they didn't come with me. I know for, there are a lot of other people who run these races and they're in the room with oh, their families getting ready at two in the morning uh, the yeah. day. Yeah. So one of the things I've started to do is, you know, look carefully at the hotel rooms and make sure whatever hotel room I'm staying at, that the bathroom is separate or the vanity is separate. So you're not disturbing your roommates or your family members when you're getting ready for these things day after oh, day. Oh, you're
0: very thoughtful.
5: Wow. Yeah. Try to be. Wow. I try to be, because they yeah. put up with it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, so what's next on your race calendar then, Jindy?
5: So next on the race calendar is a local turkey trot. We love the Silicon Valley turkey trot here, and it benefits um, local charities. So that's okay. always a great race. Uh, but next on the Run Disney is, I believe, the January um, Star mm-hmm. Wars Half Marathon on in at Disneyland. And so... And it's, you know, cu- talking about the stacked races and adding to the crazy factor. The stacked mm-hmm. races are usually a 10K Saturday and a half marathon Sunday. Mm-hmm. But because I'm such a Star Wars geek, I actually also run the 5K. <laughs> and it's not, you know, quote unquote, part of the challenge,
0: but it's just adding to the crazy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And is wow. that the same day as the 10K or?
5: No. So they don't do theirs on the same day, which is that's nice. So like uh-huh. the 5K will be Friday, then the 10K Saturday. And the half marathon Sunday. Oh. And again, the five K's I feel like are just they're so much more laid back and they're family friendly that it's like if I have friends that aren't runners or they might be injured and they decided to come but they're just walking, mm-hmm. it's kind of like acceptable for the five K. So I feel like they're they do add to the stacked weekend again just because you're waking up so early. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, they're they're fun. It's it's a fun addition. But mm-hmm. it again, adding to the crazy. <laughs>
0: Oh, my gosh. Well, well, you have a good outlook on life. That's what I have to say, Jindy. I I agree.
2: I agree.
5: It's my outlook. All
0: righty. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This was fun.
5: Thank you so much for having me. I look forward to seeing you both again soon.
0: Good. 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 Yes.
5: Thanks. Thanks. Bye-bye.
0: Our final multi-race running mama is Trisha Morrow, a mom of two from Chicago who has run numerous stacked run Disney races. The details make my head swirl, so I'm going to let her describe them. But thanks for making time to talk with us, Trisha.
2: Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your family there in Chicago. Uh, we hear both of your kids are speedy cross-country runners. They are much faster than I am. Yes, I have <laughs> a
6: son who's in eighth grade who is in his third year of running cross-country. And a daughter in fifth grade who is doing the Girls on the Run program.
2: Oh, nice. Oh, nice. My daughter does that too, and I coach it, so it's It's a lot. It's fantastic. Yeah, it really is. Awesome. Awesome.
0: Yeah. So, um, okay, Trisha, is it true that you started running in 2013 because a friend's semi-dare <laughs> to run Dopey <laughs> with her? <laughs>
6: yes, it is. <laughs> okay. okay, way to die. My friend, <laughs> yeah. yeah, my friend Lindley has done many, many Disney races, and she knew that I was working hard with a trainer to lose weight, and she wanted to inspire me for a girl's weekend. So she said, hey, there's this new Disney race called Dopey. And I said, great, he was always my favorite dwarf, absolutely. (laughs) And then I looked at what it was, I said, oh, okay,
0: I guess we're doing this. (laughs) Can I just say, can I just make a a Disney thing? I have always thought that Dopey was the dog, I know that Goofy's a dog, but I guess I thought Dopey was a dog too. No, he's just one of the dwarves. I wonder why he gets elevated. Is it just his, his name? Like you're, you're, name, so, probably, you're such a dope yeah. for probably doing this. Probably so. It's, it's a
6: well-named race, uh-huh. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a good conversation with my trainer and started training in April. So a full nine months of training. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did the Zuma Chicago 10K that summer when y'all were oh, here, good. actually. Oh, and then a half marathon in about October. Mm-hmm. So I had done a half marathon before Dopey, but it was my full first
2: marathon or <laughs> first full marathon. Wow! Wow! Oh yeah! <laughs> so you must have liked it because you've got on to do numerous stacked Disney races. Yeah, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So tell us about them and 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 what keeps you going back for more.
6: Uh, the next one that I did was the Star Wars race at uh, Disneyland in California. Mm-hmm. And that one was, again, with my best friend, Lindley, but we decided to bring our sons with us because they're both Star Wars freaks, just like we Mm -hmm. are. And um, they would each have to miss a day of school. Mm -hmm. So in order to kind of justify that, we decided, let's make it a charity race. Mm. So we signed up with one of the teams and um, we all did the 5K, 10K, and then just Lindley and I did the half marathons. Wow. And then, (laughs) yeah, indeed, two months later, we were in Florida, and I did by myself the Princess Challenge. Mm-hmm. So it was another five k with my daughter this time, ten k, and then half marathon on my own.
0: And so those and those are three days in a row. So like Friday, Saturday, right. Sunday. Right. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And oh my gosh! So um, and was it tough to was <laughs> it um, was it tough to talk your son into doing two races like one day after the other?
6: No, he was actually pretty psyched to do it, and this is. This is part of what got him started in cross country. Is I told him that you know if you're going to do a 10k, that's a little bit more preparation you're going to need. Look at this, cross country starts in the fall. How about if you join the team? Mm. And he said, "Huh, oh, I'll try it." <laughs> and he loves it. He's kept up on it every year. Nice. That's really great.
0: So, so you yeah. don't you don't ever just want to go to Disney World and like say lounge by the pool or something like?
6: <laughs> <laughs> not since the kids are older. We did that when they were a little bit younger, but not anymore.
0: Uh-huh. Huh. Wow. I just, it's so funny you say, you know, that that was Lindley's idea for a girlfriend's getaway. It's like, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you could just, you know, go to a spa. You could go just <laughs> strolling down a s- sidewalk in Santa Fe or something. <laughs>
6: no, no,
2: no.
0: This was way more fun.
2: <laughs> so you mentioned that you've been working with a trainer for four years uh-huh. and that she's helped you lose 40 pounds, which is, yeah. that's incredible. Yeah. Good job. Um, how does running factor into weight management for you? Um, it's a bit
6: of a double-edged sword because it definitely, I notice when my miles go up that the appetite goes up through the roof. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what I've noticed lately is that it really helps if I cut the mileage and increase the speed or at least get a bunch of speed intervals in it. Hmm. This is something that I didn't do when I was training for Dopey. I figured, you know, I'm not going for a time, so I'm not going to do any of my workouts as intervals or speed training, I'm just going to go. And I didn't realize how that would be a shortcoming for me in the race. So in retrospect, I've kind of changed my plan and I cut the mileage back, but really put in a lot of speed intervals. Mm. And I feel like it's helped me become so much stronger. And my trainer has really boosted my confidence on that because I've always thought of myself as, you know, the overweight slow girl from high school. And now I'm like, hey, you know, I may not be a five minute miler, but I can do some speed. I can I can keep it going. Yeah, that's well, awesome. It's a good
0: feeling. Yeah, mm-hmm, it is. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, so going back to the stack races, what are you doing yeah. during the day after the races? Like, do you you know, if you have your family with you, do you cruise the park? I just think being on your feet all day must make then the, the subsequent races that much tougher.
6: Yeah, we had to be really careful with that, especially with the Dopey. We, we lightened up a little bit for the, the other ones since they're so much smaller in, in comparison. Um, but we did take it easy. Um, we decided it was just Lindley and I for Dopey, so we did not have our families with us. Mm-hmm. We had the rides that we really, really wanted to do and a couple of restaurants we wanted to hit, but we went to bed early We booked in advance a massage for after the half marathon day, which was lovely. Mm -hmm. Um, And surprisingly, when we woke up for the marathon on the very last day, we felt stronger than we did for the 5K. And I'm not sure if it was just acclimating to the time or the fact that we did give ourselves lot that rest. But whatever it was, it really helped a lot because we felt strong going into the marathon.
0: Wow. That's amazing. That's excellent.
2: Yeah, we were pleasantly surprised. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> so clearly, you believe in uh, rest and and yeah. massages. Yeah. Uh, what what other advice would you give to ladies who want to do stacked races and uh, you know in particular any nutrition or refueling tips?
6: Yeah, I think um, for nutrition, I had experimented with a couple of whole food options. Mm. I hate gels; cannot stand them. Mm-hmm. And so I picked up a book called. Um, Feed zone and feed zone portables, mm. which is by some of the nutritionists from the Tour de France teams, mm. and they had some fantastic options for making little little pockets of food with rice, and you could do it with meats or just fruits, mm. savory options, sweet options, um, and that was an absolute godsend to us because we could pack it up in little foil packets and bring it with us for the race and for. The day of walking at Disney, too.
0: Wait, so you packed all this and brought it with you from Chicago to to Florida or to Los Angeles? We
6: actually, uh, since it was just the two of us, we as Christmas and birthday presents to ourselves, we booked a suite <laughs> oh, okay. at the hotel. Okay. And so we had a tiny, tiny little kitchenette. But it was just enough, you know, to have a little tiny pot to cook rice in. Wow. (laughs) You're industrious. But you know what? It made all the difference in the world for those four races because we had, you know, foods that we were familiar with Mm -hmm. and things that were tried and true, just like everybody always says, nothing new on race day. Mm and in the end it made a huge difference if nothing else just in confidence in saying i know this works i know it'll give me a boost i know it's not going to upset my stomach
0: so and then so you're talking also not only that you made these little sachets that you took along with you of, of portable food but also then yeah. then you would make your breakfast so yeah. oh great exactly. awesome yeah oh that's exactly. clever yeah
6: yeah great way yeah. to do it it worked out really well yeah awesome so then and then as far as training for these stack yeah. races my best piece of advice is Especially as you get into the real meat of your training program. You know how there's always kind of a mid, middle long run and then the the long run? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think the best thing that we did was to make sure that we stacked those Mm -hmm. back to back. Mm -hmm. So instead of having, you know, your 10 miler on Wednesday and your long run on your long 20 on Saturday, Mm -hmm. we did it back to back Wednesday, Thursday. Oh, wow. At least for a few of the weeks, because it really helps force your body to get used to a little bit less rest in between those.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
6: That's great. So
0: you take this—you take this very seriously. I think sometimes people do these races as a little bit of a lark, but it sounds like uh, and and, (laughs) and I don't mean any disrespect to either approach, two of them. But I like that you take a very, um, you know, um, concerted, methodical approach to these.
6: Well, I'm a scientist and a total nerd, so I did a lot of reading. I talked to my trainer a lot. I really tried to learn as much as I could and and try
2: things out before we got there. Uh-huh. And I, I think it helps. Yeah, I mean, it's got to up the enjoyment factor. I would think definitely. And so definitely. did you,
0: did your trainer have you do anything like with exercise, like doing lunges, like mid run, or something to really tax your legs?
6: Um, but. She did as we moved along. Yes, mm-hmm. we definitely added in a couple of little strength bursts mm-hmm. here and there.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: Um, mostly, she just wanted me to keep things loose. You know, you're doing oh, so much forward backward motion. She said, stop. Mm. do some some hip circles, mm. do some side lunges, do something in a different direction, even if it's just for a minute, like during a water break. Mm-hmm it's worth the time to do that. And she was absolutely right.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then would you do, yeah, would you stop nice. and do hip circles? Like when you're walking around Disney world or anything?
6: <laughs> <laughs> Waiting in lines. Definitely. Fine. Yes. <laughs>
0: Look at the lady doing the hula. Yeah. <laughs> so It's Disney. It's all good. Right. 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 <laughs> so, so then, so then, so speaking of hula, do you, you know, do you dress in costume? Are you, you know, Lilo or stitch or what? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. That was, that was
6: part of the fun for sure. Uh-huh. Um, We had, for Dopey, we had a different costume every day. So for the 5K, we were um, Uh R2-D2. And for the 10K, we were both Minnie Mouse. For the 10K, we were Tweedledee and Tweedledum. And for the full marathon, we were Dopey, of course.
0: Oh my gosh, so how much do you, like, your luggage must be overflowing.
6: No, it it really wasn't. Um, We definitely brought some gear to help us. Uh We brought a little tiny miniature foam roller to help (laughs) but the costumes um just like jindy said we made sure to use running gear Uh that we then decorated Uh uh with you know little Uh fabric patches or ribbons and you know sparklies Uh so it really wasn't more than packing just normal running gear and two sets of shoes we definitely packed two separate packs of shoes
0: oh that's a good call yeah
6: yeah that helped too
0: yes yes well, awesome. Well, it's been fun talking with you, Tricia. And and thanks for joining us and for being such a loyal member of the AMR tribe. I always, thanks so much. I always smile when I fill your orders from the Mother Runner store. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, good luck with the, your upcoming races, Tricia.
6: Thank you so much. Thanks, Tricia. Bye.
0: I don't know about you, Amanda, but all this talk of stacked races is making my quads hurt.
2: Uh, absolutely, and and it's making me crave one of those uh, Cheshire, shop, Cheshire, Cheshire cat naps.
0: I know exactly. <laughs> oh my
2: gosh! Well, that's the thing. Listening to Jindi talk, I mean
0: that that really. I mean, I dreaded for months waking up so early for princess. I can imagine.
2: Yeah, I mean ten- that's where the um, you know the the sleep deprivation from. Uh, Raising young children, that's
0: where that comes in handy, right? Right, right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, speaking of races, let's hear from Dimity about what's going on in the Train Like a Mother Club.
4: Wow. How is it the middle of October already? Actually, towards the end of October. Have you bought your Halloween candy? That's what I want to know. That's what inquiring minds want to know. This is Dimity in Denver with the Train Like a Mother Club corner. I am not buying my Halloween candy um, anytime soon, and when I do, I will probably buy Smarties or um, gosh, what other candy don't I? don't really like Jolly Ranchers. No chocolate. I'm not buying mini Snickers. I'm not buying mini Twixes because those are tempting. Jolly Ranchers not tempting to me. Smarties so not tempting. Dumdums not tempting. Anyway, that's not what you came here to 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 listen about. You came here to listen about the Train Like a Mother Club Corner. And uh, this week we are headed over. To the, um, excuse me one second, I have it up. It is the heart rate half marathon challenge. Sorry, I have too many windows open on my computer. But anyway, we are at the heart rate half marathon challenge, um, and this is Catherine Anne Marie, and um, she writes, Another lesson clicks. I used to think that my pace was some kind of moral failing. She says, that's an exaggeration, but you know what I am saying. Like it was some character flaw or a sign that I just don't want it enough. And now, I get it. By racing that half of a half the other day, I see how my pace lined up with my heart rate. It is what it is. That is just where my body is at. End of the story. Can I improve? You bet. Can I keep building? Yes. Yes. But it's not an issue with me as a person. It's pure physiology and other factors which have an impact. But it's not me failing to put forth effort at any given moment. It's me meeting myself where I am and growing from there. Damn. Girl. World blown open. And loving myself and each of you for what we can do. I love that because that is so normal. Oh, we... um. You know, as we have said a gazillion times, running is so numbers-based, and the lower your number is, the lower your average pace is, somehow we um, connect that to your personality or your other accomplishments off the road or anything like that. And it's not a failing of you as a person, and it's not a failing of you not wanting it enough or not trying hard enough. It It is you working with your physiology and other factors that you can control, like sleep, nutrition, stress you know, relaxation, all those things, and being the best package you can be. And um, a big word that we're using in the heart rate challenges is the word yet. Um, I have not BQ'd yet. I have not found my goal race pace yet. And, you know, if you haven't, you can meet yourself every day where you are. And if it's not exactly the place that you think you want to be, it's just that you're not there yet. And the more you can meet yourself where you are and work on that presence piece of improving yourself bit by bit in little bites of, you know, strength training and foam rolling and sleeping and all the things that we know that help you running, you will get there one day soon. Anyway, Catherine Anne-Marie, thanks for sharing that. Thanks for listening to me and we will see you next week. But don't come unless you're bringing me a mini Snickers. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay, bye. Last
0: week, I asked a bunch of you to follow us on Twitter. Thank you so much for doing that and helping me get closer to my 10K goal. Some of you pointed out that was a lot of fun. So now I'm asking you to follow us on Instagram. As on Twitter, we're at The Mother Runner. We post all sorts of things on Instagram, from mid-run photos to hashtag found change pictures to food photos to inspirational means. Memes. What did I say? Means. Um, (laughs) Again, we're at The Mother Runner on Instagram, and we appreciate the support. Many happy miles.
2: I'm here with Leanne Zavlick. She's business unit manager at Saucony, our
0: favorite maker of running shoes, apparel, and accessories. Welcome back, Leanne. Thanks. So last time you were on, we talked about layering in in chilly and rainy weather. But, you know, a lot of the country really can't relate to that in wintertime. They want to know how to dress when it's dry and cold, like 10 to 20 degrees. Talk us through that.
3: Sure. Well of course, the most important rule of thumb, just like we talked about last time, is to remember that you do heat up as you get going. So even though it may be 10 degrees when you get started, you want to use that add 20 rule and think about it as around 30 degrees, a balmy 30 degrees. So how, <laughs> how should you get dressed for a, a 30 degree cold, dry day? Um, again, remember that you want to have a base layer that's something next to skin that's going to keep you warm and also move away the moisture because even though it is that cold you are still going to get sweaty and the worst thing is if you can't move the moisture, you start to get that clammy, damp feeling, which um, oh, never feels good. It's like a good.
0: terrarium. Exactly. Yeah, no, I hate that feeling.
3: Yeah. Exactly. So we have the altitude base layer. That is made with a thermal construction, which means it has a nice, close-to-body fit. And the yarns are actually hollow core. That means they're like little, little tubes, and it keeps the warm air trapped next to the body but moves the moisture away extremely well. So it's a great option on a really cold day to keep you warm and dry. Um, and then we have our Vitaraun series, which we really recommend um, in on this exact type of uh, day you're talking about, um, which has waterproof, windproof material in the front, both on the pant mm. and the jacket. But then the back is made more of a thermal material. So that means that. Where you want to protect yourself from maybe a, even a light mist or just mostly the wind, um, this fabric mm-hmm. is going to really do that for you. But then, as you're heating up and you want to kind of shoot the exhaust out the back, you have the thermal, <laughs> the thermal material can, to do that for you.
0: I can totally envision that. Yep. yep. Exactly. Gosh, because sometimes you get back from a run and the front of your body is just like bright red because of the wind buttressing you the whole way.
3: Exactly. But you're, but you're warm in the back. So, this, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. the VitaRun series, both the jacket and the pant work great for that. Or we offer the Siberius tight, which is rated with a rating that really does block the wind. So even though it's a a tight, an actual knit tight, um, it really blocks the wind extremely well. And it's stretchy and comfortable and soft on the inside. So Some folks really just like that feeling of a cozy tight on a cold day, and the the Siberius offers that. And there's a little Siberius logo that will change color from silver to blue if the temperature is below freezing. How cool is that? I know, just like a built-in thermometer.
0: Very nice. Well, that all sounds like a perfect combination of well-designed pieces. Thanks for the advice, Leanne. Anytime.